For more information about the podcast you are about to hear, visit genius-podcast.com. This dramatic podcast is intended for mature audiences and contains material that may be disturbing to some. High Street, Oxford, 1990s. You nervous? Well... I'm always bricking it before exams. But you'll do fine. Slans Law will just hand you some Bernoulli variable computations or frequency tables. I imagine. I was told the collections would only take an hour. He just wants to see if you'll even show. Right. Well, here I am. Meet up at Newton's dismay after you're done? For an after-penal examination paint? I'd like that. Good luck, Sabine. Genius by Tracy Houston Series 1, Episode 12 Solvable and Unsolvable Problems Department of Statistics, Oxford, 1990s Come in. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm looking for Stanislaw Karoulis. Yes, yes. Is this the penal collection for... Sabine Moriarty? Yes, but my tutor, Stanislaw... I'm Richard Monteith. Stanislaw asked me to present your examination. Oh? I'm a lecturer of theoretical physics at Merton. Physics? Stanislaw told me that you were a very promising student and felt this examination should challenge your abilities. But I'm reading probability and statistics. I told him of an interesting problem the department had encountered, and he suggested I throw it at you to see if you had any ideas. An oral collection? Physics? Yes. Please sit. So, Miss Moriarty, look at this physics equation. It's a quantum problem. That's right. Concerning the definition of a probability space in Kolmogorovian probability theory. Consider it. There is no right or wrong in this examination. I'm interested in the mathematical perspective. It's wrong. What? Or incomplete, or... Is it? Well, in this part, you refer to an almost sure convergence. Yes. But the problem suggests convergence and probability. The error here is that weak convergence does not always imply a convergence in probability. True. But your equation, as it is here, describes the mechanics in discrete amounts. Mm, quanta. Yes, but I think you're not asking the right question when you put it that way. Really? Show me. Baker Street. And so, Sherlock, what I don't understand is how Moriarty managed to convince the Thames River police... Hmm. What? The stairs. You hear someone coming? I do. Who is it? Sabine Moriarty. I'm hiding my gun. Do not trouble yourself. She has her own. But... In any case, I imagine she's here for another reason. I am. Hello, John. Hello, Sabine. Something's amiss. Are you monitoring me? Assuredly not. Someone is. What gives way to this thinking? Things, subtle things, are out of place. I see. I've suspected as much for a few days, but I couldn't put my finger to anything definite. And now? The dining table. Your dining table? Underneath my dining table. What did you discover? I can hazard a guess. Some kind of device. I took a picture. This. Hmm. 
It is as I suspected. You are indeed under surveillance. But why? What is it? A microphone. Devious. Someone bugged her dining table. I'm familiar with the model. European-made. Czech. Zavas Pechini Zukavi. SRO, to be precise. Moriarty. No. no. Not a style. 1980s. Standard government issue. Hardly cutting-edge technology. It's not my brother. Jang is dead. Why would anyone want to do this? I have a few theories as to who is behind this, but I wish to examine them at length before proceeding. Right. Well then, do let me know. At any rate, I would imagine that you are in no immediate danger. However, if we are to expose our eavesdropper, they must believe they remain undetected. They will most certainly disclose themselves. But why me? Why my flat? I don't often talk to myself. Then you must be expecting guests. I shan't keep them waiting. No, Richard, she's right. Look. You could always define it as a Markov chain if you wanted to stick with your original thesis. I don't know if that's necessary. Call in here. Ask her to come and see. Who's that? Get the door. Uh, sorry. Sabine? We're wrapping up. She'll be along. I'll catch up with you at Newton's. Okay, see ya. It's almost ten, Richard. My husband is going to... This is important. She's questioning. I'm not questioning anything. Your syntax is faulty. Do you really want to call the whole physics department in at this hour? I don't want to leave it at that. This could be important. Just put do not erase and we can all go... Well, look, I'll have to sleep on it. Atta girl. You really must lock your door, Sherlock, if not to keep you safe from others, at least to keep them safe from you. Good afternoon, Mycroft. I have been summoned. You're spying on Sabine Moriarty. Hmm, I can't say. Aha. In cases such as this, a denial serves as confirmation. Oh, I see what you're getting at. Dear me, Sherlock, as hard as it may be for you to conceive, nobody in the government has the slightest bit of interest in your personal affairs. Hmm... Oh dear, oh dear, it hadn't occurred to me that you might assume... I recall you threatened to open a file on in her. In jest, honestly. In any case, I'm not interested in her. MI6 is... Enlighten me. It is a long-standing policy to not comment on intelligence matters. Shall I take out the violin? <laughs> Cruelty! Given your intense interest, I can exceptionally confirm that we have been auditing Ms. Moriarty's flat for the last few days. And so? However, I will also attest that Ms. Moriarty is not the subject of our investigation. She is aware that she is being monitored. Is she? She has discovered an outmoded government-issue listening device secreted beneath her dining table. Did she? Well... She can dress in the WC or bedroom if she feels imposed upon. Those rooms are clean, and even if we had, there's nothing anyone hasn't seen a million times before. May I impart this to her? Hmm. The less said, the better, you understand. For her own safety. But is there any element of danger? Hmm. No, not really. But we can't risk exposing anything. I beg for elucidation. You understand that it is an established government policy neither to confirm nor deny speculation of this sort. I do. Hmm. This business with the Yuchuan Engineering Corporation, it's blown up, slipped our grasp. Our network has been seriously compromised. Masterson has skipped off to Switzerland and we have been scrambling to pick up sticks. How does Sabine Moriarty enter into this? Ah, 
Well, Richard Payton remains in London. Something is delaying him. I can't tell you what a shambles we're in over this. Losing Elliot, one of our best men. Gary Elliot, an agent of MI6. It had escaped me. Hmm. Hmm. Gary Elliot is not an MI6 employee, but he had been communicating with an MI6 officer about Yu Chuan's activities for several years before his death. The distinction is negligible. He was golden, completely discreet, but after the attack on the wheel, the cracks started to show. We think that Yuchuan had started to suspect he was talking with us, sharing information. I imagine they expected him to die in the Millennium Wheel attack with the other Chinese delegates. And when he was truant from the attack, Zhang had the confirmation he needed. With Zhang and Elliot both dead, we'll never know. John Francis Masterson has skipped to the continent. The least we could do is locate Richard Payton. Ah, and you expect him to contact Sabine? I expect nothing. I cast the line, but it's up to the fish to bite. I see. If he should speak to Ms Moriarty, he may give us an accounting, but as usual I've said too much already. Enough to fuel the fire. And then I shall be off. The threat of the violin is too much. Thank you, Mycroft. And not a word of any of this to her. The way my month has been, she'd probably kill Richard Payton, and then I am clear out of ideas how we could turn this dog's dinner around. And really, Sherlock, lock your door. Apparently, locked doors are no barrier to government surveillance teams. True, but it keeps up appearances. Hmm. Oxford, 1990s. Are you going to introduce me to Anthony and his father? I'm keen to meet them. They said they'd be here. Oh, hello, sir. Father, this is the Vice-Chancellor. Graduated with firsts. Very well done, Miss Moriarty. Thank you, sir. Vice-Chancellor, my father. Hello. Hi, Kenneth, hi. Beamer bother, remember? Please, excuse me. How did they put it in the paper? Posh roaster does not run on water? <laughs> Shut it. How dare you even show your face here when you've been sent out. Such a disgrace. Ha! Anthony, Mr. Bryce Jones, come meet my father. Hi, guys. I was just showing my father around the boathouse. Sorry, Tones, I've got to go thank the Vice-Chancellor again for letting me sink his BMW in the river. D Jim, wait. Oh, and congratulations, sis. Where does he think he's going? Daddy, I I'd like for you to meet Mr. Bryce Jones, Anthony's father. How do you do? Mr. Moriarty, how good to finally What's meet you. What's he doing? I wanted him to say hello to Father. He went after the Vice-Chancellor, but I don't see well, him. Well, the Vice-Chancellor's over there, but no Jim. Where'd he go? There he is, over by the drinks table. But who's he with? It's not the Vice-Chancellor. <gasps> oh, my God. It's Craig. Who's... Craig? Your father? Yes! Ah, he's found another corruptible. No, Anthony, you've got to stop him. Oh, I'm sure he only wants to say hi. Don't let him. I'm sure Craig can fend for himself. What are the two of you fussing about? Well, I... Um... They're making eyes at one another, I'm sure. But, Anthony, I do have a train to catch. But Jim did want to say hello before you left. Yes. Anthony, why don't you go and fetch him? Mr Moriarty and I will stay here and sort out plans for the wedding for a few more minutes. All right, I'll be straight back. Oh, look, Sabine, your maths buddy is here. Hey, Sabine. Aiden. Congratulations. You too. No, uh, you're getting married. 
Oh, that. Yes. Thank you. Anthony, right? Your brother. My fiancé. Ah, okay. Right. But when's the wedding? The fall. Or the spring. It depends on Anthony's family and when they can make it. Ah. His mother is remarried and lives in Montreux. Ah. Aiden, I... Listen. Aiden. I'm just... Aiden... How do you even know? How do you even know what I'm going to say? I study probability, and you're not exactly opaque. Right. Okay. I just... Say it. Well, I... Say it. Are you really okay with this? Sabine, is this really what you want? What? This? This whole getting married to the captain of the rowing team who was your brother? Yes. Really? Yes. Well, okay then. Aiden. See you, Ryan. Nice knowing you. Aiden! Are you jealous? No! No. Not at all. You have a gift. That's all. A gift. I would give my eyes for a talent like yours. And you're just throwing it all away. I am not. Look at that, okay? Come and look at that. Look at what your father and his father are doing. Do you want that? What? That! A bunch of old men trading you like cattle. They're planning the wedding. Yeah! They're planning your wedding. Do you really think you're going to do any maths after they get their hands on you? You're a trophy wife with a nice little maths degree from Oxford, just like a posh Barbie. I'm going to hit you! You could go for the field medal. Awards? You could reinvent mathematics? Sure, I might just do that. Might? It's not for you to decide, Aiden. You're right. That's not. Bye, Sabine. See you, Ryan. Randolph Avenue. Jim, stop it! Fire engine's gotten lost! It's too late! The people will die! They're all going to burn! Wait, what? Uh-oh! Beanie's lost a pretty dolly! Beanie's dollies are all going to burn! Oh no! Jim, wait! No! Where? What's he talking about? There's nothing! Oh my god, Sherlock. Are you free? Yes, ma'am. 221 B Baker Street, as quick as you can. Straight away. Well, got to be getting back. Mary's expecting me. Ah, I expect that's her. No, some things are miss. Yes? What is it? Sherlock, my brother. Moriarty. My brother just rang. He, he said... Where are you? Check your flat. Look for fire. He said fire. Where are Look you? Look for smoke. Check everywhere. The corridors, outside. What is it? I see no evidence that anyone has... Sherlock, what's going on? What are you doing? Fire. Moriarty has set a fire. In the flat? Sabine, stay where you are. Move away from the dining table. Remember that you are being surveyed. No, I'm on my way over. I urge you to remain. If Moriarty... Search your flat. Keep looking. He's got to have set a fire somewhere. Stay home. Lock your door, contact Sergeant Gregson, and alert him. No, I'm 
in a taxi. I'm coming over. I insist. Do not endanger yourself further. Too late. Sabine, no! What happened? Where is she? We were disconnected. Could he have got to her? Sabine! He wants me. This has got to do with me. And you believe he's targeted my flat specifically? There's no sign. I, I can't even smell yesterday's burnt toast. Jim never set fire to my flat. How can you know that? He just wouldn't. How lovely of him. Aha, a text. Beanie. A diminutive of Sabine? What's it say? He's here. I'm so very proud of you, Sabine. Thank you. And Anthony, it was very good to meet you and your father. Please tell Mr. Bryce Jones that I enjoyed speaking with him and hope to again before the wedding. I certainly will, sir. And Sabine, before we go, a little something for you. Oh. A graduation gift. An engagement gift. To defray expenses incurred. And Mr. Bryce Jones said he'd cover your dress. He has a designer in mind. Oh, thank you. And the rest we'll take care of later. Don't you worry about money. I won't. That's us, James. Remember I used to say that to your mother. Never worry about the money. That was before you killed her. Jim! You monster, how dare you? Daddy, don't. You did, so you could take up with Craig. Jim, stop. Shut your mouth. Come on, Jim. <laughs> I've had him too. Fucked him. Oh, yeah, second time. Second time, right, Craig Lee? Well, congratulations, Sabine. Come on, James. Jim's fantasizing Remember again. Remember our first time, Craig? My mother's funeral? I was only 16. Jim, what are you doing? You little monster. <laughs> I'm going to ring Daddy, your... Daddy, no. Just let him be. Leave it, James. Come on! You are not my son! Remember Come that! Come on! Goodbye, Sabine. I'm sorry, Daddy. The train is leaving. Goodbye. Doors closing. Please stand clear. Baker Street. Wait, wait, wait. Don't go anywhere. There's no fire. Don't worry. I've got it all in hand. I've brought the petrol and matches. What are you doing, Jim? Oh, hello, sis. Uh, good to see you. I just knew you'd come running to Boy Genius's flat. Come here. Let's have a hug. Let go of me. What are you doing? <laughs> fire, Beanie! Fire! Let's give him the inferno he's been itching for. I'll send us both up in flames. Go out with a bang. Jim! Release her. He won't do it. Stop this. What is it you want? Why wouldn't I? I've got reason enough. Then who would you have, Jim? Who would you have? Poor Jim Moriarty all alone. A fitting end for two Moriartys, don't you think? A bang rather than a whimper. I'll do it. What do you require from me to let her go? There are some things I think you should know about my dear sister. Things I don't think she's let you in on. My association with your sister is immaterial. I told you to stop fucking her. Shut up! You've taken her from me and I want her back. I tried to make it unerringly clear, but you had to get distracted by the big sparkly sideshow. Barker, the Millennium Wheel, the Thames Flood Barrier. Nothing could be more congenial an outcome for me than to see you brought to trial for those crimes. I introduced you, chose him for you, like Anthony. Shut up! I know you so well, Beanie. When I first laid eyes on him, I thought to myself, he's definitely her type. Smart. Distant, self-absorbed. The nature of our affiliation is irrelevant to the crimes you have committed. 
let her go. It's exceptionally relevant. You're fucking her, but she loves me. You see, there's something not right there. I don't love you. You do, you do, you do. Oh, yes. She owns a gun, you know. Could have shot me any time, just like that. Just like that. So easy. But she didn't. Makes one think, doesn't it? Gives one pause. If you wish to defeat me, I am delivered straight into your hands. Release her. Sherlock, don't. Okay, fine. You're right, you know? I don't want to kill her. I have another idea. Let's settle this proper like. I concur. Your grievance is with me, not her. What? Sherlock, watch out! Jim, what are you doing? John, contact Sergeant Gregson immediately. Stand away, Sabine, lest I ignite. Don't worry, Sherlock, I'm not taking the easy road. The rest is for me, half-half. Oh, maybe even a little extra for me, just so you know I'm serious. You see where I'm going with this? This is the real test, right, Beanie? Jim, please! Sabine, do not indulge him. My lighter. For you, dear Sabine, take my lighter. No, Jim! Take it, Sabine. Don't let him use it. Yes, take it. We'll see who really burns for her, right, Sherlock? No. Not another one of your stupid games. This is not my game, Sabine. It's yours. This is what you wanted. This is what you set up for us, brainy sister. Pick one. Pick one. You can't have both. Shut it. Come on. One cuts, the other chooses. Ladies' choice. Come on, Beanie, go ahead. You decide who lives and who dies. Jim, you... Sabine, go. What? Leave us immediately. Do not encourage his delusions. One of us would gladly Pay die him no for heed. you. He's trying to trap oh, don't you. don't tempt me. I've had her, Sherlock. Did she tell you that? I bet she didn't. No, Sabine, don't do it. I will kill you. An incestuous little threesome. Don't do <laughs> no. it. No, leave us. Go now. It was delicious. Ooh, has she done that for you? Maybe been in a sandwich with you and your dog's body? In flames, Jim! Die in flames! Sabine, stop! You'll kill us all! <laughs> oh, come on, Beanie, you know you want it. <sighs> That's it. I've had it. Go! Oh, Beanie, if you go, we'll just have to kill each other. Are you all right? Do you need medical assistance? What's happening in there? He dashed them both in petrol. What? Is there a hostage situation? What do you mean? Petrol? Petrol leak! Shut down the grid! Shut it! Now! What is Sherlock doing? Is Sherlock a hostage? No, I don't think so. Has he got Moriarty? Did he release you? D did he send you out to... Uh... No, I left. You left? Jim poured petrol on them both and asks me to set them alight, which I didn't. Obviously. So he told you to go? No, I left. Jim was getting theatrical. You abandoned Sherlock? I didn't want to encourage Jim. You just let your brother have at him? No, he was trying to prove himself. Stand down, gentlemen. The quarry has fled. Sherlock, what happened? Sabine, the lighter, if you will. No, that's... A good theoretician enjoys testing their suppositions. Behold. Sherlock, wait. Not petrol? A clever ruse. Okay, chaps, all clear. All clear. Bring power up. All clear. They have the aroma of petrol, most certainly, but nothing more. As for Jim Moriarty, 
We have a gentleman's agreement to reconvene at a later date. St. John Street, Oxford, 1990s. Hello? Jim? Anthony? What's all this? There she is. Glass of champagne? What's this? Why the candles? Did I forget someone's birthday? A celebration, Tones. Sabine, will you marry me? Uh, Anthony, what's going on? What did you decorate for? Present it, Tony. Ta-da! The Appleman's ring? Yes. There was this lovely sales girl who was showing them, and I took Phoebe's no-regrets policy. You didn't. Sabine, he just proposed. But, Jim, you're here. This is silly. I'm officiating. He wanted to hear you agree. He wanted to know that you wanted it too. What? I want to hear you, Sabine Moriarty, freely and of your own volition say that you love Anthony and want to be married to him. Jim! Do you? Will you marry me, Sabine, and make me the happiest man and all that other moist stuff? Oh, come off it! Do you? Yes. Give me your ring. Let me put it on her. Give me your hand. Is this necessary? Of course. Of course. Okay, Tones, now kiss her. I love you, Sabine. Oh, Anthony. Wait, wait, it's not over. My turn. You got the set. Of course. They were an excellent value. Here, you give me mine. All right. Now, Beanie, you need to understand I'm letting you marry my boyfriend. What? That makes him family. Do you understand? What are you doing? I just want you to promise that you'll let me have Adam occasionally. (laughs) Jims. Promise me. I'll let you have him, remember? Wait. It's your promise to me, Beanie. Put the ring on my finger and promise... No, what? The ring, Beanie. Put it on my finger. No, I'm not marrying you. Beanie. Go on, just do it, Sabine. It's just a laugh. Come on. Okay. Yes. Oh, God, that winds me up. That's so sick, Jim. You're such a perv. You want to marry your sister? I'm the best man. No, no, this isn't funny. I'm the best man. Kiss me, kiss me first. Give me the ring. Give it. It's for Anthony. Kiss me first. No, give me the ring. This isn't funny. Fine. Go on, marry Tony. Go on. See if I care. Please help. Please help us. Please. Sorry, no. Crossing, are you? Then lend an arm. What? Come on, help us cross the road, love. Okay. Quickly now. Come along, come along. Blind but not infirm. Look alive. Will you be okay here? Ah, many thanks, Missy. You're welcome. Sabine Moriarty? Sorry? Sabine Moriarty, yeah? Yes? In our jacket. Left pocket. Um... Left pocket. There. Yeah. A message for you. Take it. Oh. There you go. Message from a mutual friend, yeah? Ah. Hmm. London Library. Level 6. Science and miscellaneous. I see. Thank you. But how did you recognize me? Some coin, missy. 
There. God bless you. God bless. How did you recognize me? He said you had a black coat. Oh. Tar love. Blind. Homeless. Please help. Crossing, are you? London Library. Huh. Level six. Science and miscellaneous. Galton, Francis. Decipherment of Blurred Fingerprints, 1893. A seminal author on the art of fingerprinting. A brilliant career tainted by a later unwelcome fascination with eugenics. The London Library. Nice. I had ventured on your knowledge of this library's singular cataloguing system. Arcane classification systems fascinate me. It was imperative that I contact you at a circumspect locale. I see. I have spoken with my brother, Mycroft. The Secret Intelligence Service has you under surveillance. MI6? What for? Richard Payton is still in the country, and they presume he is going to contact you before joining Masterson in Switzerland. What would he want with me? I imagine he wants to ask you to intervene with your brother on his behalf. Masterson has fled to Switzerland with the second installment of the Millennium Wheel attack payment. He is no doubt worried that if he remains here, he'll meet the same fate as Zhang. I can't help him with that. No. But I can. How so? Let me speak with Peyton. I can find him, advise him. About my brother? Yes. And what would you tell him? That he's very much in peril. Since our last encounter, I have come to understand that you and your brother are destined to eternally antagonize one another, regardless of the destruction it would cause. I don't want any of it. Therein lies the tragedy. Your brother is desperate to hold your attention. To enslave you, remove any agency you might have. But I've not encouraged him. He does not require it. The crux of it is this. The more you resist him, the further he widens his sphere of influence. He would kill scores of people without a second thought if he thought you would care. Your very existence is encouragement enough. Then it is my fault. Then kill me. Your death resolves nothing. You are your brother's ultimate victim. Prima hostia est. That night at your flat, when I left you with him, what did he tell you? It is of no consequence. What did he say? More of the same. The ramblings of a diseased mind. Many an expert witness will confute themselves under duress. No. What he told you, it's true. It fell on deaf ears. It was a mistake. I thought... I thought it, it would... It goes without saying that there are always elements of our past that we wish to suppress. I regret it utterly. It happened a long time ago. The past is inconsequential. It is no different with me. Many years ago, I killed a man. I could claim that he was a dangerous criminal, that my life was in peril. But I killed him with my bare hands. I am a murderer. Nothing changes that fact. Does that alter your opinion of me? Of course not. My mind is detached, calculating. When someone comes through my door, by the time they've crossed over to the hearth, I've already engineered twelve ways I could kill them from where I sit. It is never acted upon, of course, but the deadly thought, the men's rare, is there. To you, that should be danger enough. I don't care. Then you understand why your brother's empty slander does not affect me. What exists between us is something incorruptible. I have no use for what came before this moment, nor any prejudice towards what shall come in the next. Sherlock! I am impelled to rid the world of him. I will not wait for your absolution. May heaven forgive me. No, wait. 
Sherlock! Richard Payton, formerly of Llewellyn Ross Insurers. Hello. No. Uh, who are you? There must be some Sabine mistake. Moriarty instructed me to meet you. She did? Sabine Moriarty? Yes. Her flat was being monitored. She didn't feel it was safe to come. You're being watched. Oh. Oh, dear. My name is Sherlock Holmes. I will only speak with Sabine Moriarty. She sent me. In confidence. But... This is a dangerous business. She is aware of all that's transpired and is reluctant to show herself. Her brother. Yes. He killed Zhang. We, we don't even know what's happened to him. Moriarty threw him under the Thames flood barrier. His body will surface only when the gates are deployed next. Oh, my God! As I imagine he has similar plans for you. This is the message I've been instructed to tell you. But he said he wanted to meet concerning a new business proposition. And you believe him? I... I don't... She told you this? Yes. She was very concerned that you understood that her brother is out for blood. Masterson too? Masterson is in Switzerland. It's true. Moriarty wants to meet us there, but if he's killed Zhang, I, I think... I think he's coming after us because he's upset about the... Second payment which Zhang gave to you for safekeeping, which now is a very costly albatross and might cost you your life. Yes, what do I do? I have a proposition for you that might prove to be mutually agreeable. What is it? As it happens, I have my own grievance with Moriarty. You do? Yes. Uh, accounts to settle? You might say. The enemy of my enemy, it is said. What do you suggest? Recount to me the particulars of your proposed meeting. Trust that I am no stranger to subterfuge. Then what? Perhaps I can go in your stead. Impossible! You see, I have my own issues to address with Moriarty. If he were expecting you, I would have the advantage of surprise. I see. And if my errand is successful, you need fear him no longer. The money is yours. Surely that must entice you. It does, it does. Then if you agree, we must proceed with the deepest of secrecy. Step away from the street into the shadows of the alley. I will need some things of yours. Okay. What? Your coat to start, and your wallet, and your passport. Oh, is this really necessary? You may trust in it. Now quickly, take my coat. Oh, I suppose I'm... Fortuitously, we appear to have the same trouser size, although one leg seems a little shorter than the other. Owing to a congenital defect, you wear shoes to correct for this. Really? Must you take those? Absolutely, yes. I will need some practice. Baker Street. Allow me. Too kind. Only now have I penetrated Moriarty's twisted rationale. Rationale? I forget he was just a gangster. Not at all. He and his sister are locked in a deadly pas de deux that will ultimately end with one or both of their destructions. Along with a lot of innocent bystanders. Precisely. They are as a synthesis of potassium, permanganate and glycerol mixed together. They create a slow exothermic reaction that produces first smoke, then heat, and then ultimately combust. 
A chain reaction. Exactly. I fear there is nothing for it. One day they will destroy each other. Utterly. Which is why you should have never gotten mixed up with Which her. Which is why, having reasoned thus, I must become the noble gas that renders the inevitable cataclysm inert. Oh no, don't get involved. I am involved. Sherlock, this is going to get worse before it gets better. I'm thinking exactly, and that is why I require your help. I don't think I can help. No, it involves Yushuan. But Jang is dead. Yes, and it was he who killed Gary Elliot. Not Moriarty? No. Gary Elliot was spying on Yushuan and reporting their activities to MI6. He was discovered. Apparently, Gary Elliot was intended to be one of the victims of the Millennium Wheel attack. When he disappeared before, Zhang realised that he was not to be trusted. Zhang then assumed Gary Elliot leaked information of the second payment to Scotland Yard. But that information was from Sabine. Yes. And with Zhang dead, Peyton and Masterson are trying to escape with the money. Masterson is already away to the continent, and MI6 thinks that Peyton is going to contact Sabine to ask her to extend Moriarty an olive branch. Hence the monitoring, I see. So what do you need me for? A cursory search has revealed that the woman who was Gary Elliott's partner, Leslie Griffith, has gone missing. I am of two minds. One is that she too is a government informant gone to ground, and the other, more unsettling theory, is that Zhang has gotten to her as well. My God. There are records of a woman named Sheila L. Griffith who has just taken a flat in Wandsworth, paying monthly... Aha! Next door to Lambeth. And you want me to gather information about her? Yes, exactly. I fear that she may recognise me from our visit to their condo. I'm your man. Thank you, John. You are. St John Street, Oxford, 1990s. Hi there. You're packing up. You sure have a lot of books. Need help? Nope. Sabine, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. I know you're cross with me. Am I? About the wedding ceremony thing. It was Jim's idea. I'm sure it was. It sounded cute, you know, and he's right. I, I never really asked you properly, proposed, you know. Anthony. And I want to do right by you, Sabine. I'm so lucky to be marrying you, and I... I want this to be proper. What would we tell our children? That Uncle Jim wanted to get off with his boyfriend and his sister. Sabine, don't say that. What do you think it was? You are cross with me. No. I'm cross with Jim. No, it was my mistake. He manipulated you for his own purposes. He preyed upon you, feeling like you needed to have some stupid ceremony. He used you to get a cheap snog. Do you really think that? He wants to have his cake and eat it too. He can't bear to see me happy. This is how it's always been. I see. Maybe I should say something. No, don't say anything. I'm sure he'll get it. He won't, he won't, he won't. I'll appeal to a sense of loyalty. Please, Anthony, don't say anything. Really, he'll get upset. Please don't. He's got you worried, hasn't he? No, Anthony, it's nothing. Never mind. Leave it. But if it bothers you so much, I'll I'm bring ha- it up myself. But not now. Please, just let it go. Promise me. All right. Saunders Taylors, Oxford, 1990s. Right this way, gents. We've got the full view mirrors in here. Hmm. 
One moment, sir. An athletic chap like you, I think we can taper the trouser line even more. Very nice, Tones. You're made for vests. Yes. Hmm? We're a set of handsome fuckers, aren't we? Absolutely, sir. Mind yourself, it's just pin for the moment. And we'll have hats as well? Father wouldn't have it any other way. He's got the ceremony all planned out. Uh, would you both like to see the whole look with hats? I can fetch them. Oh, yes. Very good. Jim, listen. I've been thinking. Thinking? Yes. About the wedding. Uh, about... Sabine and me. Right. About what this means. I mean, weddings make you think, don't they? Ceremonies, vows. Family, right? Right. I mean, she's your sister. And I, I want to do right by her. You know what I mean? I want to do this right. You know? No. I'm not... I'm not sure. I... All right, here are the Hetheringtons. Sixth and seven-eighths for you, sir, and seven and a quarter for the best man. Wonderful, thanks. Oh, yes, definitely. I'll bring some collar studs and braces to finish the look. Try it on, Jims. We can't keep fucking each other. Why not? Because you know it isn't right, Jim. You know it. This isn't how a marriage should be with a three-way, with an incestuous three-way... Did tell you this? No. Maybe she wants it like that. She doesn't. And how are we feeling about the Hetheringtons? She doesn't want you, she wants Could me. Could you please give us a moment? Uh, uh, of course, of course. No, Jim. You know what I'm saying, you know it. Jim, look at me. I haven't been interested for a while now. Neither have you. We're just putting paces. I'm not. I'm marrying your sister. We can't keep doing this. No! No, I don't want it anymore. I want her. So do I. No, you don't. She's mine, Tony. I let you have her. She's your sister. Exactly. She's my wife. My wife, Jim. Jim, do you understand? Jim? Fine. That's fine. She doesn't want this, Jim. She doesn't. She never loved you. Fine. Fine. That's fine. Series 1 is presented without advertising. Please consider a contribution at genius-podcast.com to help us recover the costs and produce a second series. Genius is written by Tracy Houston. The Genius Company of Players are Sarah Marchand as Sabine Moriarty and others, Mitchell Cohen as Jim Moriarty, Gary Elliott and others, James Loy as Sherlock Holmes and others. Amir Sama Nakjavani as John Watson, Anthony Bryce Jones, and others. James Malik as Gregson, Mr. Moriarty, Mycroft Holmes, and others. Calder Levine as Aidan Raftery, and others. Siobhan Galpin as the narrator, Mrs. Moriarty, and others. 
Matt Dawson and Natalie Darvison performed various voices. The series was produced, directed and edited by Rob Langford and recorded by Rob Langford and Natalie Darvison. Tracy Houston designed and edited the sound and Virgil Rockford composed the original music. Sherlock's violin was played by Tony George. Visit us at genius-podcast.com.